Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 1st of July, 2022. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com. And once you get to that website, you can choose numerous venues to hear your episodes. Well, it doesn't look like there's much chance for a launch of uh, the ULA 45th Space Wing Weather Squadron says... 20% 20% chance of acceptable conditions during the uh, Atlas V launch coming up. It was supposed to happen yesterday, but they scrubbed that due to weather because uh, they did they did put the launch on a, a hold for a couple hours, I guess, hoping that the uh, weather would you know get better, basically, for launch, the kind of weather you need for a launch. But they had lightning and, and clouding and... A chance for precipitation, the whole bit. So they they did scrub yesterday, and then we're hoping again uh, to launch today. But obviously, uh, if you go to my website on the, the Twitter feed, is twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta. That's where this story and all stories I'm going to be talking about uh, on my podcast, and, and then some, uh, you'll see the uh, what the weather looks like right now. There's a they've shared a a uh, picture of the Atlas V on the launch pad with the, uh, the the weather in the background, of course. But uh, it doesn't look good. Like I said, 20% chance is what they give it for um, good weather at launch time. So I'm guessing it's not going to happen again. And the mission codenamed USSF-12 will be uh, the fourth, when it does take off, the fourth Atlas V flight of the year and the 94th launch of an Atlas V rocket overall. And um, one of the payloads on the mission is a Space Force Wide Field of View, or WFOV, uh, testbed satellite to demonstrate a new infrared sensor capable of detecting and tracking missile launches, providing early warning of potential attack on the United States and allied nations. So it's a pretty uh, important payload that it's got there for that, uh, that one satellite. And the second payload is called USSF-12 Ring. It's positioned uh, below the WFOV, uh, and it hosts multiple payloads, experiments, and prototypes. But details about their mission are classified. So you've got the, the WFOV, which is the wild, Wide Field of View satellite, and then a classified mission that we're not going to know about. But something we will know about is when the next uh, Russian spacewalk, the EVA, will occur at the ISS. Uh, and that will be occurring, uh, per social media tweets, on July 21st. Um, and you can see a little bit more about that on my Twitter feed. Uh, uh, Katrina, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce her, her last name, uh, gives us that information. As she, she has shared uh, with uh, with us uh, and all space enthusiasts, a lot of information about um, some of the stuff going on with the Russian space program. And, and uh, this is just one of the things that uh, is very useful. Well, yesterday was Asteroid Day. Happy Asteroid Day. Uh, many people were wishing Happy Asteroid Day to others. And I did share, let's see, last, well, actually two years ago, I shared, a, uh, I shared that tweet, uh, what I put out there on Asteroid Day. And it was a model 
of the what they then called the Ultima Thule asteroid. And I don't even remember what they're calling it now. I think they renamed it. But it's the one that kind of looked like a snowman, if you remember that. I shared a picture of a model that I made of that asteroid, and it's still there on my Twitter feed, uh, just put out there yesterday, the, the repost. And uh, I, it's made of wax, and I actually used um, actual meteorite dust and little particles of meteorite uh, to cover that wax model of Ultima Thule, and then, uh, it looks kind of cool. So you can go check that out. Don't know what you did for Asteroid Day, but that's pretty much all I did. But the Aerocebo Radar uh, Twitter account did share some asteroid uh, images that they uh, have taken using their radar. Let's see, six of them it looks like. Looks like that. Oh, actually, Ultima Thule I think was one of those. It looks very similar. But there's um, five and plus that if you'd like to go check it out. Or you know their Twitter handle is at Aerocebo Radar if you'd like to go check it out. And uh, some pretty interesting um, graphics that they did share. It looks like some uh, some GIFs, actually, uh, all po- posted t- together. And it shows the motions of these asteroids uh, that they actually uh, captured with their Aerocebo radar. Well, I guess social media has been sharing, and actually the real media, uh, well, I don't know if I'll call it real media, but uh, TV media, uh, actually, that's where I saw it first, shared a... Uh, photograph depicting some I don't know what the, it, it's supposed to be a, a nuclear powered hotel it looks ridiculous I there's you know you look at this thing I mean and if it was created th- this is more like a science fiction thing you got to see it if you haven't seen the depiction of this monstrous hotel that's supposed to fly like a giant jet plane um, and hold 5,000 guests it, this is ridiculous beyond ridiculous in my opinion I mean, this is somebody's pipe dream, and the pipe uh, that they they use for this pipe dream, they've been smoking something, a whole bunch of something, <laughs> with that same pipe, I'm guessing. But, anyway, it shows, uh, this. then they're calling it a bizarre nuclear-powered flying hotel, and, it's, and what it could look like. It shows uh, this design, and um, j- just take a look at it. I mean, this is... There is no way. I mean, number one, it'd be interesting to see this thing even get in, into the air and then stay in the air. But I, I didn't even read the article uh, because I'm not going to waste my time with something like this. Because it looks it looks like a, they took a, a ship out of the ocean, slapped some monstrous wings on it with a giant bubble on top, some weird-looking flying saucer-looking uh, tail... Um, <laughs> tail topper but uh yeah you got to see it i mean i i'm like i said i'm not even going to read it because i'm not going to waste my time this is just some you know just somebody getting some attention i guess and i guess they, they, they and they definitely got some attention it looks like the james webb space telescope has already taken some uh shots some uh images and they're going to be sharing them pretty soon uh, a post on uh, Space News says, uh, with the commissioning of the James Webb Space Telescope nearly complete, project officials and NASA leadership promise the telescope's first images will stun scientists and the public alike. During a media event at the Space Telescope Science Institute here, June 29th, project managers and scientists said the telescope is already collecting, and uh, in quotes, 
early release observations, end quote, that NASA, along with the European Space Agency and Canadian Space Agency, will unveil July 12th. Those observations are taking place as engineers finish preparing the telescope for routine science observation, with 15 of its 17 observing modes now commissioned. So, July 12th is when we can look forward to seeing the first images from the uh, James Webb Space Telescope. Liftoff of India's PSLV. Spaceflight now says liftoff of India's Polar Satellite Launch Vehicle on a mission to deploy three uh, satellites, looks like from Singapore, and test upgrades on the rocket's upper stage to serve as an extended experimental platform. So um, check that out. But I guess everything was went well with this uh, and you know this PSLV launch and deployment of these satellites. Uh, and I've got a link there on my Twitter feed. Well, Virgin Orbit uh, had planned on its first nighttime launch. Uh, let's see, Spaceflight now says this is what they did. Actually, the the the, um, the flight was scrubbed, uh, and so it hasn't gone off yet. But I'll just read what this is about here. The first nighttime flight of Virgin Orbit's commercial air-launched rocket is on track for tonight off the coast of California, carrying seven small payloads into orbit on a mission for the U.S. military's space test program. But uh, unfortunately, that launch did not occur. They uh, did have to scrub it. Um, it says Virgin Orbit says it is scrubbing tonight's launch attempt out of extreme caution due to propellant temperatures that were slightly out of limits. The company hopes uh, that they can try again in the coming days. So that's why the launch was scrubbed. Um, this is the launch that goes up um, and is then released, uh, and then the rocket takes it into orbit. But, um, yeah, so um, scrubbing it, you know, dropping it from that aircraft, and uh, then the, the actual rocket uh, ignites, and you, you've probably seen them before. But this one, they're just going to have to wait. So, yeah, it's the U.S. military uh, space test program mission. So I'll let you know when that does occur. A launch that did occur was a SpaceX Falcon 9 on the 29th. Uh, it, it was uh, launched from Cape Canaveral, and it was carrying the SES-22 satellite toward a geostationary orbit. And this satellite will be providing TV broadcasting services over the U.S. So uh, all successful there. Successful launch, a successful landing of their uh, first, first stage, and a successful deployment of the actual satellite. So yeah, you can go check out uh, that launch with uh, links on my Twitter feed. Northrop Grumman's Cygnus cargo uh, spacecraft that was had docked with the International Space Station departed from the International Space Station on the 28th of June. Um, and there's video showing the departure if you'd like to go check it out. Um, uh, at either Space Flight Now or my website, I've got actually um, on the Twitter feed, twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta. I've got a link to that uh, video. Uh, so it did depart, but it not only departed, a little while later, it actually released a satellite. Uh, NanoRacks says that the, the nachos 
a 3U CubeSat was just deployed from the ENRCSD directly off of the Northrop Grumman uh, Mission NG-17 Cygnus. And then they give the official um, timestamp of the deployment. So Nachos, uh, let's see, it's spelled N-A-C-H-O-S. I wonder if it's an edible satellite. No, just kidding. (laughs) Nachos with cheese? No, it's a satellite. Uh, I didn't look to see what actually the satellite does or who manufactured it, but you can go check that out if you like. But, yeah, it it deployed, um, let's see, the Cygnus was deployed off the ISS, and then the satellite was deployed off the Cygnus. They do that once once in a while. Uh, little nano racks um, devices are put on these uh, spacecraft and can uh, you know take satellites wherever they need to be taken and deployed from there. But, yeah, so all looks good. Well... Let's see, this is China and Asian Space Flight. Uh, their Twitter handle is uh, at CNS uh, Space Flight. CN Space Flight, that's what it is. They've uh, tweeted out Mission accomplished. CNSA announced Taiwan 1 orbiter, that's the Mars orbiter, obtained global medium resolution images of Mars after 1,344 orbits in 706 days as of June 29th. The probe has completed all planned mission missions and will continue remote sensing work and perform some technology tests. So Tianwan, Tianwan number one orbiter has completed those missions and will continue others. Well, Rocket Lab uh, used their Electron rocket to successfully launch the Capstone mission uh, for NASA. And uh, this mission in a nutshell, basically, I think, is uh, going to go uh, orbit the moon. And it will be uh, testing the orbit that uh, I guess the the, the gateway is planned to use. So it'll be um, taking the the, similar or the same orbit that they're planning for the uh, the lunar gateway for uh, future lunar landing missions. And um, this uh, mission capstone will uh, simulate, uh, I guess, simulate being that gateway vehicle, spacecraft that will be up there, and it'll be testing uh, all kinds of stuff, I guess, uh, that you need to do when you're checking to make sure that a a particular orbit uh, is a a good choice and uh, all this test. But you can, you know, it's pretty interesting and pretty detailed. You can go and and look at quite a few write-ups on the uh, capstone mission itself and what it uh, entails. So it's like, um, but everything was successful and uh, it's, it's it's taken, you know, it's going to be a, going to the moon here in the next um, probably, oh, what is it, number of days, whatever that, you know, what it's going to be doing beforehand. It's got to make some additional burns and things like this. And their Rocket Labs is giving a uh, update on the flight as it progresses. So if you'd like to go check that out. But, yep, Capstone uh, mission uh, well on its way uh, for testing out this lunar orbit. Space News is reporting the House appropriators uh, have partially restored funding for a planetary defense mission as part of a spending bill while also raising concerns about NASA's closure of an airborne observatory and plans to return samples from Mars. So, see what happens when um, 
budgets are uh, messed with, basically. Sometimes, you know, when you take away money, guess what? You got to take away projects. And um, then, you know, a red flag might be put up here. Let me just read a little bit about the article here. House appropriators partially restored funding for a planetary defense mission as part of a spending bill while also raising concerns about NASA's closure of an airborne observatory and plans to return samples from Mars. The House Appropriations Committee released June 27th the report accompanying its commerce, justice, and science spending bill for fiscal year 2023 due to being marked up by the full committee June 28th. The CJS Appropriations Subcommittee approved the bill without debate June 22nd. It says the report spells out in greater detail how appropriators seek to allocate the let's see, $25.446 billion they provide to NASA, $1.4 billion more than what the agency received in 2022, but $527 million less than what NASA requested for fiscal year 2023. Appropriators par- partially uh, rejected a proposal by NASA to cut funding for the Near-Earth Object Surveyor Mission a space telescope to search for potentially hazardous asteroids. NASA requested only $40 million for NEO Surveyor, pushing its 2026 launch back by at least two years. The project previously expected needing $170 million. The report provides... Well, I'm not going to read the whole report, but there is a link on my Twitter feed to this report, and it's pretty detailed. It talks about the different um, projects um, that they say they were going to be cutting because of the... The funding decrease, and now you've got a funding, not an increase, but some re- funding restored. And uh, yeah, go to, I, you know, if you're interested in this kind of uh, data, there's quite a bit in this report here. It talks about the different missions and what they allocated and what they got or what was taken away. So um, take away money. Sometimes you just got to take away missions. Jonathan McDowell, who is uh, on Twitter at Planet4589, tweets out about a uh, launch by Iran of a uh, satellite. Not much information in there. He does have, he did uh, post a link to the actual launch of the rocket. And you can see that on my Twitter feed. Uh, Let's see. It says here, uh, Iran's defense ministry spokesman said that the country has carried out the second launch of satellite carrier, and then their name's satellite carrier, saying that the launch is a suborbital one and has a predetermined research aims. The three-stage carrier has two stages of solid propulsion and single liquid uh, stage. So, not much about that Iranian satellite launch, but uh, it does, we do have a video there of the actual launch itself. Well, last podcast, I talked about the Cygnus cargo spacecraft, which has already departed the ISS, and we talked about earlier about the uh, CubeSat that was released from the Cygnus cargo spacecraft. But, Last podcast, we talked about the Cygnus cargo spacecraft uh, was supposed to be helping or testing out the process of helping raise the altitude of the International Space Station. It was supposed to be firing one of their burners, one of their, um, but it didn't happen. I guess it, remember I told you, I think it was, it burned for five seconds and then it shut off uh, before it was supposed to shut off. It shut off. And now I guess they... Uh, tweeted out that they were able to fire that engine successfully. And uh, it did uh, boost the International Space Station. So it was basically a test, I think, to see 
how well Cygnus was uh, able to uh, perform this task that uh, the Russian uh, Soyuz crafts um, do all the time. They, they carry most of that duty, but now I guess they were checking out the Cygnus craft. But So I did write on their Twitter feed, I asked, you know, what, what happened? Why did the first burn um, fail? But I never, never did get a response. So, I, you know, I don't know if it's uh, they're going to send out a report on that or what. But uh, it says Northrop Grumman, say, they say that the Cygnus uh, craft fired its engine and completed its first limited reboost of the space station today. And that was on the 25th. That was the today date uh, when it happened. So it says it, that was its first limited reboost. So prior to that, they had their first limited reboost attempt <laughs> that didn't work. So this was an actual completed uh, Cygnus cargo craft. First limited reboost, they say, was complete. So there you go. Uh, well, that's it. Until next time. Thank you.